Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 149. And today, I can't wait for you to hear this interview that I just did. I literally just got off Skype with this gentleman. And his name is Francisco Gonzalez, a really, really awesome guy, by the way, who is doing really, really awesome. And he's not even selling in the U.S., Yeah, that's right. He's selling in the UK and other foreign markets, and he's got a really, really great story that he's going to share, and it's just a great story because, well, I don't want to say it's a great story because he had a failure, but a lot of times, the success comes from failures, and he learned a lot through that failure, but then also opened up his eyes to Amazon and selling on Amazon, but in his country, okay, that's where he started, but he's going to be branching out into the U.S., but he's doing really, really good. Just to give you a number that uh, he shot out to me was over 200 and, well, just about $250,000 in December alone in revenue, and he's yielding about 20 to 25% margin on that, so not too bad, all right, but it wasn't always like that. He first started selling on Amazon uh, when he first got the idea to do it, and it was crickets. He was selling like maybe two to five a week. Uh, So he's learned through that process and now he's found something that works and he's going to share it with us. And regardless if you're selling in the UK or other foreign markets or in the US, all of this stuff applies and it really just comes back down to taking action, you know, dusting yourself off if you fail and trying again. We talked a little bit, you know, in the pre-interview and then even during the interview, and I actually, I stopped and called a timeout uh, <laughs> like we were in a game, and I said, listen, we got a timeout here for a minute because we're talking about this word luck, and he said, you know, I, I think I might have got lucky with this, you know, this one product or, you know, this one market or whatever, and I said, wait a minute here, you know, here's my thoughts on luck, and I'll, you'll hear me say it again, but my thoughts on luck, there isn't luck, there's opportunity that is there because you took action and you were there at that right time. But you had to do something to be allowed to be there, right? So if you never launched a product on Amazon, you never would have had that opportunity. You know, some people say, Scott, do you think that you're lucky, uh, you know, with your first product? And, you know, I said, no, I, I launched a product. You know, I mean, like, let's, let's face it, I, I actually did something, right? So no, uh, if I didn't launch the product, then would I have gotten lucky? Uh, so anyway, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent there, but uh, I just want to highlight that and you're going to hear me highlight it again in this episode. Now, before we do dive into this, I want to remind you, we are starting to do our workshops again here in 2016. So if you have not attended one or you wanted to attend one and you've missed one in the past, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And there you can register to attend this live workshop where I actually go through the five phases for launching a product. I also do live Q&A and I just really, really love doing these and I would really love it if you could attend. So go over and uh, register for that. Would love to see you there. All right, guys. So let's go ahead and dive into this interview with Francisco Gonzalez. I think you're going to love it. Enjoy. Let's dive in. Well, hey, Francisco, welcome to the TAS podcast. What is going on, my friend? How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much, Scott, for allowing me to uh, spend some, some time with you and, uh, and your listeners. It's a no, pleasure. I'm, I'm excited, man. I mean, you and I just talked briefly before we actually hit the record button, and I said, you know what, let's just go ahead and start recording because I'm very intrigued. Uh, first off, I'll say that you contacted me through an email, and I believe it the, the headline was something like uh, about something like uh, listener from Spain or something like that. 
and uh, you got my my attention there. But now you're in, you're currently in Miami, so give us a little bit of a background of uh, of a uh, Francisco Gonzalez, and, and you know a little bit about your background. All right, all right, I'll, I'll try to be uh, quick. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I went to school in the states, and after my uh, my MBA, I went to uh, work for an investment bank in London. I didn't last for long; that wasn't my my thing. And then I uh, I did some real estate for about ten years. Uh, that went that went okay until two thousand eight, and then uh, obviously I had to uh, reinvent myself. Mm. I came to the states, and I uh, an American partner. I created a, a daily deal site, which which did really well for the first couple of years uh, here in Florida until you know the whole craze uh, faded, and uh, then it went bankrupt. So, mm. so after that, I, I said to myself, well, you know, I, I don't want to go back to real estate because, you know, the market is, is what it is. You know, I, I love the Internet, so I'll do what I know. Sure, sure. So then from there, so let's. Uh, OK, so I was, gonna, I was just going to say, so you went back to Spain and then kind of pick, pick us up from where that all happened. That's where it all started. So um, I decided to, to create a, a new company. I, uh, I created a website. And I uh, started looking for suppliers who could do drop shipping for me. That's that drop shipping is not a big thing in Spain, so you know there's there's room to do stuff in there. Uh, so so I, I I looked for suppliers. I found uh, some great ones, and I went to fairs and and all that kind of stuff. And then I came up with about 700 SKUs. And so, yeah, I, I put them all there. I, I translated them into uh, the eight different languages. You know, Europe could be a good, mar- a good market if, if you actually translate everything, which is quite a pain. But, right. but it is a great market. Now, let me, let me just ask you something quick, so, here, Francisco. So um, se- 700 throw- SKUs, that's a lot of SKUs, right? But let's, let's, um, let's talk about that for one second. So again, sure. we're we're not even Amazon yet. We're talking like drop shipping. We're talking right. like a website where you're going to sell products and drop ship. Right. Okay, but where do you get the idea for 700 SKUs? You know what I mean? Like, let's let's stop there for a second. Let's just kind of dig into that real quick. Sure. Well, in the previous company that I had in the states, uh, we were doing some. It was a daily deal site for uh, for services, just okay. you know, a little bit like Groupon, Living Social, and those guys. Um, but then we, we also did products and, okay. uh, that's where, where I saw the power of, of, um, uh, having a, a large variety of products because, because uh, different products behave in different ways. So, and, and you never know until you, you know, you play with them, you start selling them, you get feedback. So I thought to myself, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and have a large variety and then uh, see what happens. And, and, and so did you kind of get some intelligence up. from having that 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 site? Because now you've kind of seen what kind of markets were hot and which ones weren't. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah OK. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, and also the platform, the back end, a lot of the uh, dropshipping back end. It was tailor made for me. I, I have okay. some Romanian programmers and they're, they're awesome. So uh, okay. it helped me a lot. OK, cool. Let's see. So, uh, you know, I, I had those SKUs. I started selling in, in most European market countries. Things were really slow. Nothing was really happening. You know how it is with Google indexing you. It takes forever. It's sure. not what it used to be. So I did some AdWords. Uh, that didn't work. Some Facebook ads, that didn't work either. I mean, uh, nowadays, convert, I mean, customer acquisition costs are super high. Uh, if you think you're going to make a business out of uh, 
advertising on Google and Facebook, you know, you better think twice. I mean, you might get lucky, but I, uh, I don't think it's, it's the right time anymore. Uh, so, you know, I went through, through some tough times and, and uh, one day I was in the car and I, um, I happened to listen to a podcast uh, from Pat Flynn. He was interviewing two guys who were making a killing per month. They were, they said they were making about a million bucks uh, in sales per month. And I just couldn't believe it. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're selling the U.S. market, which is, you know, much bigger than the European market. But, but I mean, it's huge. So, so I went back home and I said, I got to try this Amazon thing. And I uh, searched on Google for Amazon podcasts. And I found yours, which, you know, I found incredible. I uh, started listening to them. I think in the first week I listened to uh, at least 20 episodes and that got me really, really excited. I mean, you, you, you were amazing giving all this uh, stuff out for, for free. So that was, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. No, no problem. Okay. So, uh, so what I did, you know, I started putting all the, uh, I called my programmer and I said, listen, you got to create a way to download all those 700 SKUs and allow me to upload them immediately in five different countries five different languages onto Amazon. Otherwise, it's never going to happen. Mm. So you know how it is. You, you, you download everything, then you upload everything in bulk. And, and, uh, but that took about a month. I mean, that wasn't as easy as, uh, as it seems uh, because there's a lot of glitches. So that sure. took about a month. And then I had my products for sale. I think that was about, that was about August that I had that ready and I started. So selling. now you listed, you listed those 700 SKUs right up on Amazon. Now, now those aren't your technically your products. They're drop shipping products. How does that work within Amazon? It could be a little tricky. So what, what I did was, as you say, I was doing merchant fulfilled products. I wasn't doing FBA yet. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? Gotcha. So gotcha. basically I got the order from Amazon the next morning. It went through my site and immediately went to all my suppliers gotcha. who could, you know, I, I gave them the, I was integrated with TNT. It's like UPS or FedEx or whatever. And they could print all the labels and with all the barcodes and everything. So it was, it was quite easy for them. So it was, it was, you were basically going on there as kind of like you're a wholesaler in a sense, you're a drop shipper, like you had the products, but you really didn't. So really, if you sold something, you would then just go and reach out to the drop shipper, they would get it, send it out for you on your behalf and then fulfill that order. But because you're merchant fulfilling it, you're not fulfilling it in within Amazon. That's right. That's right. Okay. Gotcha. Right. I just, I'm just trying to follow along as I know other people are probably listening are as well. Because I know some people have said they'd like to do drop shipping, but you know they don't know how they could do it. But you, they're basically acting as though they have the product sitting in their own warehouse, in a sense. That's right. That's right. Okay. You know that that wasn't going very far either. I was making maybe one or two sales um, a day after all that work. Out of seven hundred SKUs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. In, in five different countries: uh, wow. that's UK, Germany, France, Italy, and Spain. And Man. I was thinking to myself, all right, well, I got to keep listening to this podcast and see what's going on. <laughs> so, you know, the more I, the more I listen to your podcast, uh, the quicker I realized that the way to go for items that were between 10 and, and 40 euros was FBA. Mm-hmm. All right, and this is, uh, I mean, it's simple to figure out because, you know, uh, sending something from Spain to any country in Europe is about 15 to 20 euros. And if you're selling products that are between 10 and 40 euros, you can reduce the total cost by 25 to 50% for a buyer. So okay. that, that, that's really a, a huge saving and, and, and an incentive for a buyer to, to go ahead and buy your product. Okay. So uh, I went ahead and took action, as you say, and uh, I sent a few different SKUs in, uh, into FBA. 
usually about 10 units each. And I send them to the UK because that, that seemed like a good market, obviously. And um, okay. I think within two to five days, I would, I would be sold out of, of all those units. And that was okay. with no PPC, no reviews, no, no nothing. Nothing. And that's in the, that was in the UK. That was in the UK, absolutely. Okay. And now, uh, at this point in time, had you any had have you had anything listed in the US? No, absolutely nothing. Okay. No, okay. That's a different animal because then you have to register, open a new account. Uh, I mean, that, that it's it's a long process. Not like you know turning on you know something and, and yep. that was about August. And then by then, I had already identified the products that could sell better. Okay. And how many how many was that about that you started to see that were starting to sell? Well, about four or five products. Okay. And they were all related somehow. So I was seeing the category that was working better. And, and then I started placing orders for my suppliers from 50 to 100 units, right? Okay. Uh, by then I had, I had listened to all your podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And that's, a lot of, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of minutes there. <laughs> well, you know, I, would, I, would, I, I have to tell you, I was totally obsessed, totally obsessed. I said oh. to myself, I'm going to make this happen before the end of the year because I know the last three months are crucial. So I was on, I was on a mission. So yeah, then I um, I turned on PPC. Uh, I did some giveaways, uh, friends, family, uh, my translators, everybody that I could find. In Europe, it's not like in the U.S. where you can you can have all these review groups and and you have Thomason and uh, it, it is quite tougher. So okay. you have to you know find your own ways. Yeah, be creative. Yeah. By then, sales were increasing. It was August, September, and I was already se- selling ten to twenty a day. Right. Nice. So okay. I was I was getting more and more excited. But then I quickly learned that competition can be brutal, and mm-hmm. uh, if you're if you're not private labeling your own products, right? Mm-hmm. Now, that- now let, let me let me cut in there real quick. So what you're saying though is these were just generic products. These weren't your private label products. Exactly. Right? Exactly. They okay. they belong to you know they certain suppliers and they they were not my brand they were the brand of the suppliers okay and, okay uh, and i guess people found that you know the they had reviews and and they were well positioned and they said well you know i've got the product i'm going to sell it too yep. so they started price price wars which oh, was boy. started that uh, started to kill me yep so you know by october i thought to myself okay well <laughs> this is not going to have any continuity mm-hmm. unless i either private label or I'm able to convince my suppliers to get the exclusive rights to sell on Amazon. So for the products that I had no competition, I, uh, I started calling those suppliers and, and quite quickly I convinced them to have to give me the, the exclusivity and sign, sign a contract, Okay, uh, which, which I was a little surprised about, but it, it did work. For the other products, uh, for the ones that I had more competition, and they were the best ones, obviously, I knew that I had to build a strong argument to, to get exclusive rights. So sure. I figured that the only way was to to show my suppliers that I could make larger orders uh, than my competition, who was who were uh, smaller shops. Sure. So and also knowing that the best sales period of the year was coming, I took a chance and and I started o- ordering pallets uh, with uh, five hundred to a thousand units. Okay. More or less at a time. And, and obviously, I started lowering the prices too so that I could get the buy box, right? Sure, sure. So then, you know, that, I, I, that started to work. I started selling more and more. I think by then in October, I was selling, to, uh, I was selling about 50 to uh, 80 units a day, really depending on day of the week. I think sure. uh, Sunday and, Sundays and Mondays were amazing. Really? Yeah. Okay. And also, well, I, I would say Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday were amazing. Okay. And the rest of the week was a little lower. Then by November, uh, you started selling between 100 to 150 units a day. 
Wow. I could really not keep up with demand. I was like, oh my goodness. That sucks, huh? Yeah. I was, <laughs> it, 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 I was so stressed out. You have no idea. I, I, well, you were stressed out, but listen though, listen, let's start, let's take a time out for a minute here, right? You're, you're stressed out, but you know, you would have been stressed out if you weren't selling anything either. Yeah. That would have been worse. That, right. I, so I, I'd I, rather be stressed out saying like, how the heck am I going to keep these things in stock? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, okay. So you're, you're starting to sell, you're riding this wave now, you're excited, but you're trying to stay above water. Right. So this is November already, right? So I'm, okay. I'm almost done with this, this timeline, but a lot has happened in this last couple of months. So I was already in, in November sending trucks to Amazon with 10 to 15 pallets at a time uh, from Spain to the UK. And that, okay. that was already, that um, was like every 10 days I would do that. Okay. Uh, the, the logistics of that were a total killer. I mean, I can't even mm-hmm. start to tell you what, what I had to go through and, and learn uh, with a lot of mistakes um, through, you know, during those days. So uh, I, w- I was working together with my sister who works with me at least 16 hours a day. Wow. At least. But I, but I got to tell you, I was really excited. That didn't matter at all. <laughs> it didn't mm-hmm. really matter oh, yeah. at all for me. Hey, when you're doing something you, you're excited about, I mean, you'll, you want to get up earlier and you want to stay up later, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, and by the way, uh, I never mentioned that I, I use your email sequence that, I mean, the, the one that you use, you know, mm-hmm. those, those three or four emails that you send. And, uh, and that really, really had a huge effect on the reviews. Awesome. That's, that's great to hear. I was getting. Yeah, that's, that's really I, good um, to hear. I, I have to say, I, I got about 500 seller feedbacks in three or four months. Wow. So, uh, and that was only in the UK. So now, now let me, let, let me ask you this too now, and I know we're going to get to it, but so you're, you're selling in the UK primarily. Are you selling in the U S at all currently? I mean, I know we'll get there, but at all in the U S <clears throat> no, not at all. But, okay. So you're just in the UK. That's right. But one thing okay. that I learned, I, w- well, I was also selling in the other markets, but I, I learned there is a feature that you can turn on in Amazon, in the European markets that even if you're doing FBA in the UK, you can turn on that feature and Amazon would uh, will send those products that are FBA stored in the UK to any other European. Okay. Just for a okay. small fee that they charge okay. to the buyer. Okay. okay. So <clears throat> that's basically like doing FBA in the entire Europe, even if you're storing your goods in the UK. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And I, I just want people to understand this too. Like we talk to primarily people that are selling in the U S cause it is so huge, but I get a lot of people that say, you know, how are the other markets? And, you know, I've heard myself personally, people that are selling in the U S and then they try to go to the, the, the other markets, you know, the other countries that they tell me that it's slower for them because they're used to the U S but you've obviously found a nice little sweet spot here. And it was already in your wheelhouse. It was already there. Um, because it was, what well, there wasn't a lot of, uh, logistical stuff that you had to do as far as like setting up your business entity and stuff inside of your country because you're kind of already there when in the U.S. that's the same thing for us because that's where I'm located and most of the you know people that are getting started in the states but so I just want people to understand that you know what you're saying is only in the U.K. or the you know the other markets other than the U.S. which is incredible which is awesome to hear and it's exciting Um, but just to let people know that this process works in any really market out there or any country out there, as long as you have products that people are wanting to buy. Exactly. Uh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. I love it. I mean, and, and you also have to understand, by, by then I already had about 20 products that I was doing FBA with, right? They're not selling. I mean, the U.S. market is, is 
top notch. I mean, they, you can't compare that to anything. You guys have the hugest demand, uh, and there's nothing that can compare. But in the European markets, even though they're smaller, if you're able to put a whole bunch of FBA products, 20, 30, I mean, you can sell a lot. If, mm. if you know, you find the right, the right, you know, product, sure. uh, I mean, you could sell 10 to 15 or, or 20 products, uh, units a day of each specific product. And, sure. you know, there you go. You're selling hundred to 200 units a day and yeah. you're also diversifying your, your, your risk. So, sure. okay. So, uh, just to get back to the, <laughs> to yeah, the yeah. Let, 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 let's jump back on track. You're, yeah. We're going down your road here. Okay. So right. get us to where you're, you're at at that point now. Right. So already by December, it blew my mind. All, all the um, expectations and all the estimates that I did uh, with my orders, they were, they were blown away. So I started every single day in December was anywhere between 200 and 250 units. Wow. Right? Mostly FBA, some of them merchant fulfilled. So, uh, I mean, the stress level was, was really high, but, you know, we were, and, and then also reviews and seller feedback, they were they were growing, and at the same time, they were they were helping to increase my sales. So, sure, so that sure. was great. And then by by you know already by the beginning of December, the sales and the orders were so high that I felt comfortable. I could approach my my suppliers and tell them, "Listen, I uh, there there can only be one seller of your products in Amazon. Otherwise, price wars are, are going to start. The value of your product is going to depreciate." And and you know, I, I built a strong case. Sure. And you know. I, I got a little bit of pushback, but my three top suppliers agreed to give me the exclusive rights. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I, I was, uh, you know, everything sort of happened by by chance. I mean, I was just, it's like having a, a wall full of holes and water is coming through the, through all those holes and you just feel like you're putting all your hands and feet and every, you know, everything you got to, 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 yeah. uh, to stop that water from coming out. But so I was really lucky about that. You know, it was a combination of, of your podcast and, and, and luck and, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, and I, I want to address that for people too, because I hear that a lot of people say like, you know, well, you just got lucky and here's my thoughts on it. You got lucky maybe in some people's eyes, but you got lucky because you took action and you got there. If you didn't get there, you wouldn't have got lucky, right? You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So I, I, so I look at that luck thing is like, you know, like Scott, you got an opportunity to be, you know, here or you got a chance to to do this or you got lucky with your first product. But you know what? I put a product up, right? So I right. couldn't have gotten lucky if I didn't put the product up, right? So, you know, yes, you have a right. chance of failing, right. but you also don't have that chance of luck. I'm doing air quotes as, you know, people will say like, yeah, you got lucky. No, I took action and I did it. And you know what? You don't know the three or four times that I tried and I failed, right? And the same thing with you. You failed on this drop shipping stuff up to a certain point. But if you trace everything back to how you got to where you are, I wouldn't say it's luck. I just say that, you know, it met the opportunity that you presented it with because you took action. So I just need to clear that up for people because I hear that luck word and I get it. You know, a lot of people say, ah, you got lucky. Yeah, I got lucky because I was there. Right. That's right. So, that's right. And I would just want to commend you on taking action and actually <clears throat> getting to that point because you had a lot of things that could have made you say, you know what, this is just too difficult. Like you said, there's not enough hands and feet to, to block these holes of water pouring through. That's right. But I'm just going to figure out how to get a few more people to get some hands out here to help me stop these holes. Right, right. Right? You're absolutely right. I mean, you, with Amazon, you're, you're never going to have all the information until you go ahead and do it. So, you know, you got to do as you say. You got to take action. And, and really, don't be afraid. I mean, there, there are things out there businesses that are so much harder and Amazon is nothing in terms of complexity compared to to other stuff out there so 
don't worry about it. Take action. You know, spend a little bit of money, and I can assure you, things are going to happen. I mean, Amazon is the most powerful tool I've ever, mm. ever experienced. You know, I, I know the Googles of the world and and other platforms. I mean, Amazon is going to get really far. I, they're only I, getting bigger. Too. They're only getting bigger. Exactly. They're expanding in so many different countries and. I, I don't want to criticize any other any other you know platforms, but I mean, I would be worried if I were you know Google and 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 other similar businesses because Amazon is the future of retail as far as I'm concerned. Mm. That's no, my, my humble opinion. <laughs> no, I agree. With, I, I agree. With, I agree with you. And and you know what? You can either embrace it or you know you can try to fight it. Uh, but it's it's true. So okay, so you're you're at this point now. Things are going great. You're you're flying right along here. You got your you got your three best suppliers to actually say that they'll give you exclusive rights. How does that work exactly? Like when you get those exclusive rights, how do you get people off that listing now? Because you're the only one that's going to sell it. Can you still have people that that hijack it and get on there? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a, that's a great question. I've um, I've had to fight with those guys. And and by the way, your your that podcast that you that you had on uh, hijackers was really helpful. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually, took that template. It, uh, I, I was going to say it a little bit and, and I used it quite often. Uh, yeah. You know, and you know what? It, it's, I'll give you a little funny story here. It wasn't too funny, but it, it worked. Um, actually I had, um, it was Monday. You might be referring to the one in the 105. I think episode 105 is the one that I did where I, I shared that cease and desist letter. And then just uh, it was today, actually, another one came out. We had on James Thompson of uh, he's an ex Amazon employee, and he shared a whole bunch of, of things behind the scenes that Amazon uh, looks at and kind of like which can help us prevent these hijackers, but you're never going to really prevent them 100%. But I also spoke to an attorney which hasn't aired yet and he actually goes after these hijackers. So all of this stuff. So I'm really trying to figure that whole thing out to protect ourselves as best possible because it is an issue. It is a problem. But real funny story. The one that aired today wasn't even aired. It was last night. And I noticed that one of my newer listings got hijacked. And it was a hijack that wasn't necessarily one that I was too concerned with because it was one of those hijackers that goes on and they, they, uh, they set the price really high. And what they do is they go after like thousands of listings. And what it does is it, it's if you run out of stock, they're going to all of a sudden jump into the buy box. And then like they, like my product was selling for like 20 bucks and they were trying to sell it for 55. But their 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 logic behind it is, well, you know what? You know, I do a thousand of these. I might get. 50 people that buy at that higher price because when I jump on the buy box, they might see that that's the only option available. And the attorney guy that I interviewed, I actually contacted him last night. I said, should I just send him the cease and desist letter? What should I do on this case? And he goes, yeah, they're they're kind of like the the high hanging fruit, he called it. He goes, they they try to, you know, run that. And it's, it is a scam in a sense. Uh, it is a scam. You know, it's, it's where they spam, you know, Amazon. And I think Amazon will get wise to this. But I sent that letter last night and this morning they were gone. So it does work. It doesn't always work. But that letter that I did post, that's episode 105. Was it 105? I'll have to check on that. I'll put it in the show notes of this episode. But yeah, that letter worked for me. I literally copy and pasted it in last night, sent it off to that hijacker, and they were gone this morning. Right. But anyway. Well, let, yeah, let me, so, let, let, if you would allow me, uh, let me share something about that too because it, it could be helpful. So I've used that letter, and about 90% of the times, it does work. Okay, okay good. Uh, for the rest of the times I've had my suppliers call those guys, those hijackers and, and it does work most of the time, but some of them are, are quite, uh, you know, quite aggressive and they don't want to do it. So what has worked for me with those that never want to go away 
right? Because you know how the process is with Amazon. Amazon oh, yeah. is really not going to help much unless you you make a purchase, you take photographs, and blah blah. And you can't do that for you know all the time. Otherwise, you, you'll be you'll be working just for that. So what I did the last time was I looked. I went to this hijacker's shop, and I saw the products he was selling, and he didn't have a lot. He was doing FBA. And those products were really easy to acquire. He was the only seller. So I sent him a, a really nice letter saying, listen, this is not an ego fight. I don't want to hurt your business. I just want to protect mine. I have exclusive rights to sell this, blah, blah, blah. But if you force me to defend my rights, I could very easily buy the products you're selling on FBA, which seem to do, be doing very well because they have a lot of reviews. And I could be, I could contact the supplier, I could buy them, and I could start a price war on those products that you're selling so nicely, just like you're doing with mine. Mm. Immediately, he took the, the listing away. Wow, that's good. I'm not saying it's going to work all the time, but it does work because I've done That's really good. So, uh, you know. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a little, it gets a little aggressive, but I mean, you got to defend your rights. And, and these people are, they have no scruples. They just, no. just go for it. They don't care about, they don't answer your emails. So you got to do what you got to do. Yep. Yep. No, I, I totally, I totally agree. I've got a buddy of mine right now who's kind of battling one for, for a while. And, uh, he's kind of almost at, at the end of his, uh, as his rope here, you know, he's, it's just, it's one of those things, but yeah, I mean, you've got exclusive rights. So if your suppliers will reach out to them, that's the best thing. Um, but if you can't get a hold of them, how are you going to, you know, how are you going to be able to do it? So you got to take those other measures. So, uh, but yeah, so I'll link up the hijacking stuff too, guys uh, that you're listening and you want to know more about that stuff, especially if you're brand new, I'll link that stuff up in the show notes to, to this episode. So you can go ahead and, you know, go back to those. Cause it is pretty important to understand how to even just protect yourself up front, make it harder for these people. Cause a lot of times these people too, they look at easy prey. They, they kind of look at, at, uh, you know, listings that might seem easy to be able to just go and hijack. If we can make it a little bit harder for them, uh, it's just going to be a lot easier down the road for you. That's right. So, okay, cool. So, all right. Now you're at this point now you, you got three, like I said, three suppliers that are saying like, you know what, we're going to give you exclusive rights and all that stuff. Now, where do we go now? You know, we're, are, are we, are we in, are we still in the fourth quarter or are we through the fourth quarter now? Well, I mean, this was December already, and, uh, okay. and as I said, by by then we were we were making we were selling two hundred to two hundred and fifty units, and and I I, uh, I know that people like to uh, to know the to know amounts because uh, that gets people quite excited because you know this is this is what it's what it's about. Uh, so uh, in December we made about two hundred forty four thousand euros in sales. What's that equate to in U.S. dollars? I'm That's, not it's almost the that. same. It's at 1.07. Okay. So I would say it's about $250,000. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And and what would you say that your margins are running right about now? Probably about 20%, 20 to 25%, okay. yeah. Okay, uh, that's good. That's good. I mean, you, you also have to take into account the, uh, the VAT, which, uh, you know, takes a, a toll on your sales. Sure. So, uh, but I mean, if you do your, your calculations right and, and you do everything you got to do, then yeah, it's, and now let, it's let about me ask, 20 to 25%. So let, let me ask you bad. this too, because we, we haven't really touched on this. What about pay-per-click? Yeah, pay-per-click, that, that, that is quite interesting. Actually, I, I started the, um, my campaigns and in, from, right from the beginning, they went really, really well. I think I have for 1% or less than 1% in most of my products in terms of ACOS. Wow. It's, I don't know if it's because the markets in Europe are less competitive. 
I think it might have something to do with it, to be honest with you, because there's a lot less. I mean, how much are, are can you run through your budget easily? No, okay. Not, not, they're, not they're, yeah, it's it's and that's part of it. Like if you I've had a lot of people, you know, they're kind of jealous with the U.S. pay per click because we can spend when, as much as we want, really. We can just turn on the faucet and the traffic will just keep coming. Mm-hmm. But I've also heard that in the, you know, overseas markets and stuff that, you know, a lot of times the pay-per-click, you know, you're not getting as many impressions. You're not getting many as clicks. But, heck, uh, at, at 1%, 1% or, or ACOS, that's ridiculous. That's right. I'm, I'm happy to get under 30. You know, it's like if I can get 30% or under, I'm happy because I know that that's helping me also rank for keywords inside of, uh, of Amazon. So that's interesting. Well, it, I think in total for, for about six months I, or, or less, I've spent, I, I couldn't even spend 2000 euros. So, oh, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I spent that last month <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm not doing the volume of revenue that you've done either. Right. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I, I've actually upped it. I've, uh, I've been playing around uh, with a couple of new campaigns and stuff, and I've kind of ramped it up just to kind of try to get things uh, moving in this new in these in these new couple of new products. And uh, I've been almost spending two hundred bucks a day, and I could spend more. Yeah, as much as you want to spend in the U.S. market, depending on what market you're in, uh, you you could pretty much you could blow through that budget. I know people that are spending thousands a day. Yeah. So well, yeah, it's totally there. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's interesting, you know. And I would probably at another time, maybe even we could dig into uh, you know getting into the UK and maybe talking more about their their platform and and kind of maybe some things that we could do and maybe even dig into how we could get our products listed there if we wanted to. Um, so maybe another time we can have you back on and talk about that because I really want to just, I guess, wrap up with saying like now you're at the point where this thing is, it's working, right? You've proven to yourself, you're excited. Um, what are your plans moving forward? And like, what are you working on like right now? Like we're the fourth quarter is gone. It's over with, you know, do do you still have good sales numbers or have they dropped off, you know, uh, significantly? Well, now I thought it was going to drop more, but, um, I'm happy with what I'm selling, which is about 50 to 60 units a day. Okay. Yeah. Which is not bad at all. Not bad at all for this time. No. Um, but to answer your question, um, I, I made a list of goals that I, that I want to achieve by, um, in this year. And, um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to, Try a little bit of a private label, see how mm-hmm. that goes. I'm going to create bundles, which I think are, you know, here in the European market, you don't, you don't find many and, and they work really well. Okay. And, and of course, I'm going to keep going to fairs. And now that I know what, what Amazon is strong at, I, I feel much more comfortable going to fairs and just looking around and, and seeing products and identifying them much faster. I can just, you know, I have the supplies right, right there on the fairs. And talk to them, and the process will be much, much quicker than before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great that you can get to those fairs and be able to see that if that's if that's what you do, and you have the intelligence now from you know having history of people what they're buying. Right. Right. Yeah, I like that. And you know, I, I know that most of your your uh, listeners probably think that you have to source your products from China, but I would say that I mean there are so many opportunities. You don't you don't really or you don't you don't necessarily have to go to China. To get your products, you, you, I'm sure in the U.S. or in any European country, you have suppliers of great products that are would be thrilled to have someone to you know selling their products on Amazon and doing doing the legwork for them. So, 
Oh yeah. You know, you don't have to go that far. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I agree my, with that. My, and I think that the, the fairs are, are a big thing, uh, product fairs and stuff like that. And, and, and wholesalers and, and stuff like that. But you know, again, it's, it's getting out there. It's doing the legwork to find those good connections that can maybe connect you with those. And I know in the, in the U S it, it does seem like it's a little bit harder, but I've heard of people, you know, even sourcing from Mexico or, uh, you know, uh, just, you know, other countries, not necessarily just China. So it, it is, it is doable. So now let me just ask you this to wrap this up. So, okay. You've, you've been very successful for where you've, you know, kind of started with and where you've gone now. When you launch a new product, obviously you're going to be launching products primarily around what you know has already sold to kind of complement. Now, let me just ask you, so in like your typical launch phase, what is that going to look like? Well, I mean, it varies uh, from product to product, but uh, basically is I do exactly what you teach on your podcast. I, um, I'm lucky enough so that in the European countries, you don't need so many reviews to get a product started. I think between 10 and 15 reviews is more than enough to get some credibility in terms of your product is okay. And then to also mm-hmm. position your product within the first or second, I would say on the first page of, the, uh, of whatever keyword you choose. So um, sure. you, you don't have to do, you know, I, I know I, I've heard people saying, you know, I'm doing 50 or 100 or whatever, you know, for over a period of time, I would do even more. But but no, for me, for me in the European countries, uh, at least 10 to 15 reviews is, is more than enough. And I can get that through friends mm. and family, Elans, mm, people that I've hired in the past, translators, uh, freelancers who are, you know, are willing to help me out and to, to get a product and, and to take pictures. Uh, pictures work, work really well for reviews. Uh, and I usually, I ask my, mm-hmm. yeah. my reviewers to, uh, to take as many pictures as they can because it gives you credibility. So sure. yeah, it's, it's a very simple process. I mean, you, you describe it very well and I, I guess I have not much to, uh, to add. Well, you know, I, I, I like to ask that question because sometimes you'll get people to have a little bit of a twist here and there, but most people, it's pretty much the same. It just depends on, on uh, you know, how competitive your market is. I know I've got one guy in um, our private label classroom named Rich Kibble, and one of his big tests is once he gets his product, he turns on pay-per-click day one without any reviews, and if he gets a sale on day one, and he knows it's going to be a successful product right. because he did it with no reviews. So that's kind of like his little internal test that he does. But uh, let me just kind of, uh, I'm going to kind of piggyback on on the launch thing here while we're talking about it and kind of the luck thing that we talked about earlier, because I want to circle back to that. You know, um, you know, some people have asked me before, they're like, Scott, do you feel like you just got lucky with your first product? And, you know, I, I always say, well, I, I launched the product. So I guess if you call that being lucky, I guess so. Um, but, um, you know, I just, I've launched other products and I currently have, I believe with all the SKUs, seven or eight. And uh, I just launched a new one underneath my same brand. I ran through the same launch process that I teach and that I talk about and that you've done and that I do and all that stuff. And uh, that product right now, I guess I got lucky again because that one there just the other day did 65 units in one day, just that one product, right? So that's now after fourth quarter. So I just want people that are listening to understand that I guess I got lucky because I put another product up, right? 
Number one, <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Right. And then number two is, you know, I ran through the same process that I haven't really changed anything. I, I gave out some units. I got some reviews going. Um, I turned on pay-per-click. I've got three campaigns. I started with an auto campaign. Then I had a couple of manual campaigns. I'm tweaking them. And uh, and here we are. And, uh, you know, I mean, right now I'm I'm in that same stress as you are as saying, like, how am I going to get enough units before Chinese hmm. or the Chinese hmm. uh, holiday, you know, the, the new year, right? So it's like I'm worrying about how, can, how am I going to – if I'm selling – 50 a day, you know, that's a hundred every two days. And if I only have 2000 units, that's I'm going right. to be out of stock pretty soon. If I only have 2000 units, you know what I mean? So, um, I just want to go back to that whole luck thing. Cause I want people to understand that it's not luck. It is you taking action and putting something out there. You know, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be a great success, but it's going to be something that can move you closer to that success. And the only way that you're going to do that is by taking action and doing something. So, um, that whole luck thing, I want to put that behind us. <laughs> right, right. No, no. And of course, I would, I would yeah. add to that that I mean, I mean, this is easily a full time job, and uh, you can put as many hours as you want. Sure. I mean, it's some people say, well, you know, it's passive income, and it's not really. I mean, you got to do a lot of work, but at the end of the day, is is your own business, and and is your freedom, as you always say. One hundred percent. So, is there anything else that you want to uh, to let anyone knowing or that that's listening? Anything that you want them to to know or take away from from your journey so far? And maybe that's just kind of getting started, or maybe that's frustrated or struggling a little bit. That's a tough question. I know. I didn't mean <laughs> to put it on the spot. <laughs> well, you know, I, I I would just encourage anybody who is uh, thinking about doing it to just do it because um, I'm pretty sure that. Sooner or later, it's going to work. Uh, you have to do a really bad job to choose a product and not to start selling good quantities if, if you do everything that you say on the podcast. So, I mean, the risk is so low in terms of the number of hours of work you got to put in and the money that you have to invest that, I mean, why not do it? And, you know, I th- nowadays everybody's work, everybody's working towards freedom, as you say, and it's just, uh, it's so close and so easy for you to get it if you want to put in a little bit of work. So, yeah, I agree. I, Hard work trumps talent. That's what I tell my son all the time. You know, he, was, he was 17 years old. He's you know, a senior in high school playing basketball. And I said, you know, and he's talented. Don't get me wrong. He's got a lot of talent, but you can always take talent and then add some hard work to it and be even better than the people that have, have you know, the same yeah, amount of talent. And, and I would just more. say, you know, just put in the work, you know, put put in the work and understand that you're going to have these hiccups. You're going to have these frustrations. It's it's part of business. It's, and it's the choice that you make. Um, whether you want to be successful or not. I do believe that. Right, right, right. And, and <clears throat> you know, I, I think now we're, it's a great time to start doing this because there are, there are still opportunities. Obviously, um, things are going to get more competitive with time. But if you're able to jump in now and create a, a business, most likely if you take care of it with love and tenderness, uh, it's going to last for a long time. And I think Amazon is just going to keep growing and growing. So uh, if you take action today, you're probably going to be very uh, well positioned for the future. Yeah, so I agree. I All right, man. Let's let let's end on that note. I I like that that uh, end note. If you if you get started, there's a good chance that you'll uh, be at least you know ready to go for the future as far as wherever that's going to lead you. And it all starts to me. It's a great way, to, a great place to start is on Amazon because the traffic is already there rather than like you kind of started having your own e-commerce store and then driving traffic to that store. You kind of did it 
that way first, but now you've seen like if you could do it over again, I would probably do it where I did the Amazon thing. And then if I want to build my external store, I can do that or start looking at other channels. Is that correct? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. All right, cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Francisco. We're going to definitely connect back with you. I would love to, to chat more. I think we could talk for two, three hours, mm-hmm. and not even get uh, tired of talking about this stuff. But uh, I think this has been awesome to give people a different perspective and not just about selling on Amazon, but also selling in the UK, which you've proven that there is a market there. And it's been easier for you because that's, you know, that's kind of like where you're, where you are. So it's, it's easier, but for wherever you are listening, start where it's easiest for you. And that's one less thing that you have to, uh, to worry about getting started in. So Francisco, I want to thank you once again. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. Oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, it was absolutely an absolute uh, pleasure. You take care of yourself. Yeah, awesome. Hey, thank you very much and enjoy that Miami heat. <laughs> Thanks. Take care. All right, man. Bye-bye, take care. Bye-bye. All right. So there you have it. Another great interview. I love doing them because you just get to see different aspects of different businesses and how they started and the journey that led them to now and this. And if they never would have went down that path, they never would have seen this opportunity. And I just love that. And that's why I highlight that luck little discussion there that we had, you know, know, people get lucky. I believe in people getting results because they took action, uh, whether you call it luck or not. But uh, that's my my little belief there. All right, so that's pretty much going to wrap up this episode, guys. Thank you so much again for taking time out of your day and listening. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. And again, I want to remind you, if you have not attended one of my live workshops, you can head over to register for an upcoming one. That is at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Once again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. We'd love to have you hang out there with us. We'll walk you through the five phases for picking a product and choosing your sourcing and launching and promoting and all that good stuff. And we'll do some live Q&A and have some fun. All right, so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you. I'm rooting for you, but you have to. You have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Come on, I'm going to yell this one. Take action. All right, that's a good one. Let's go out there and make it happen. What do you say? Have an awesome, amazing day. Take care.